Hello, my name is Yemi. And my name is Ijoma. And together, we'll be hosting Africa in My Kitchen, a podcast that will explore African cuisine from the lens of an experimental home cook. In each episode of the podcast, we'll explore an African dish by country and discuss our, well, actually, Ijoma's experience in replicating the dish. The podcast is released every two weeks. Also, check out 234 Pantry on Instagram. That is number 234 P-A-N-T-R-Y, where I'll post pictures and links to the recipes we discuss. Welcome to another episode of Africa in My Kitchen. It's Yemi here. And I'm Ijama here. Thank you so much for joining us. Hope you're taking good care of yourselves, making sure to eat, making sure to try the recipes we're cooking, you know. (laughs) So are we jumping right in? Of course, let's do that. Okay, so this week we are going to be taking a look at Burkina Faso. That is a country in West Africa. And we are going to be discussing a dish called ragu dignam, which is translated from French to English as basically stewed yam. I have seen recipes like that, like ragu dignam in different parts of the continent. I am familiar with it as a Nigerian. We have something where yam is kind of cooked in a broth, sometimes with the vegetables, sometimes without. We call it a yam porridge or a yam pottage or vegetable yam, depending on who you're talking to. So I wasn't too, it wasn't something that was too foreign to me, mm-hmm. but I thought a couple of the ingredients were kind of interesting. So here is some background information about Burkina Faso. It is a landlocked country in West Africa with a population of about 20 million people. It shares its borders with Ghana, Togo, Côte d'Ivoire or Ivory Coast, uh, Republic of Benin and Mali. Burkina Faso was a French colony from 1895 to 1960 and many French elements exist in their culture. Even though at least 70 languages are spoken, French is the official language. Primary and secondary school, the primary and secondary school week runs from Monday to Saturday, but school is closed on Thursday. So basically school is Friday to Wednesday. Staple foods in Burkinabe cuisine, people from Burkina Faso, they're called Burkinabe if you're referring to their culture or their food. Um, they eat things like millet, rice, yam, maize, and okra. And also, they use a lot of hibiscus leaves to make their drinks. Well, ours isn't really hibiscus yeah. leaves. We use sorrel leaves. It's the same thing. I was going to say sorrel and hibiscus are actually the same thing. So if you live oh. in the Caribbean, they call it sorrel. So this dish is, like I said, is stewed yam. I've noticed that yam can be called different things in different parts of the country, you know, of the yeah. world, rather. And so, I think here, too, like they, call, they refer to some of the larger potatoes as yam. As well. That's right. Although here, I think they also call some sweet potatoes sweet potatoes. It's rather confusing. It is confusing. Um, but what West, in this case, what West Africans or Burkinabe people would call yam, I have not seen mainstream grocery stores in North America. So, so these ones that we're referring to are much bigger, maybe three, four times the size, the length of a sweet potato and maybe double the thickness. Yeah, and I think what we will do for the benefit of those who are not familiar is actually include the photos. Mm-hmm. And um, we have started putting photos and the discussion 
not only in the show notes, but we did start a blog where you can look at the notes. You can also look at pictures. You can also listen to the podcast on there. So we are trying to consolidate the information in a way that is very easy for you guys to consume. Exactly. Funny story. I Mm -hmm. did see the yam in Walmart. Oh. Did I tell you? You're sure it wasn't cassava? No. It was actually... No. I went to check. I was like, what? Interesting. Mm -hmm. It's good to know. Okay. Let's proceed. So to summarize this dish, ragu dignam, you need beef if you want beef or you can go vegetarian and not use beef at all. Yam, garlic, ginger, onions, carrots, habanero pepper, which is also optional depending on your spice level, dried pepper, this could be black pepper, dried chili pepper, or like your cayenne pepper, again, depending on your level of heat that you prefer, some chopped up tomatoes, vegetable oil, and salt, steam or boil the beef with some garlic, ginger, onions, salt to taste, add them add the yam to it as well and then on the side make a stew base or sauce base depending on what you call it tomatoes the tomatoes your vegetable oil and your peppers and then you add that into the broth and allow the broth and then the, the, the yam to continue to cook until it thickens out the sauce yam has a tendency to soften and thicken and that's with the tuber crop all across the board so you will find the same thing with sweet potato when sweet potato becomes soft enough in a sauce it'll dissolve a little bit and start to thicken the entire sauce so when it thickens it it's pretty much good for you to eat honestly it sounds very very much like yam porridge the only difference i can see is palm oil the way it was cooked while i was growing up was that you would use palm oil otherwise known as red oil <laughs> Jamal, why are you doing your face like you smell something bad i don't like yam porridge you don't like yam porridge nope wow you're discovering it's just, things it's just a blanket i don't never liked it don't like it don't like oh it my part. god especially so, when you use like the palm oil that's it's... the one part i don't like really yeah i think that's the reason why because i loved this one this dish that we made mm-hmm. and that was the key thing that i could find that was missing was that i used regular oil to make this stew and it didn't have that there's just something about yam porridge. I just I can eat the vegetable yam, which is a different variation. You cook the the meat, the yam, sorry, in the sauce, and mm-hmm. then you add chopped up vegetables. Mm-hmm. But once I see that yellow, reddish, orange yam porridge with the thick cover, I can't. I don't I know do- how you. I don't know how you've been eating your yam porridge, but you've been doing it wrong, girl. Fine, I'm eating the wrong yam porridge, but I'm because eating the I one. think one thing too that puts me off is like a lot of people, and I know we're digressing a little bit, but the dishes are quite similar. The only difference really is the oil and the use of and carrots, the carrots in, in yeah. this one. But with what I found in at least the ones that have been made for me that mm-hmm. I didn't like is that people essentially bathe and soak the entire dish in the oil. You don't need that much. Right. So I think what a lot of people have done and, you know, if you're listening, your opinion is more than welcome. Provide a comment down below of the video or Instagram or wherever. I find that when you use too much oil, it just seems greasy. So it gives this kind of 
there's this texture that I don't, I personally don't like. Oh, so is it like that chalky? Cho- ch- like there's this chalky mm-hmm. kind of and feeling. You can probably still smell like the oil didn't cook well enough. Exactly. So yeah, I know what, 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 what at least my mom grew up doing is you'd use a little bit of a stew base, mm-hmm. but just a little bit. You use a mix of stew base, but you fry the stew base in the red palm oil. And so that it's cooked together. Hmm. Right. So that's kind of the difference. But I found people that just put the yam and put the oil and just like, it doesn't feel like it goes, jumps mm. correctly together. Anyway. Well, yeah. It seems like it's sat separately. I'm wondering now as you were talking, because obviously recipes vary, right? Mm-hmm. What if we found out that the traditional ragu did yam is cooked with palm oil? <laughs> <laughs> it would be funny. Oh my God. With palm oil. Oh um, my God. But so I like this one wasn't. Yeah, dear listeners, is the traditional one cooked with palm oil? Is because sometimes we find that when we're trying to look for recipes, we only find we don't naturally find the most core core mm-hmm. great grandmother traditional one. But if you're familiar with it to that extent, can you let us know if it's actually cooked with palm oil? That would that would actually be fun. If it's not cooked with palm oil, please don't. If it's if it's cooked with palm oil, please don't tell us. I don't want to know. Tell me, tell me. Don't <laughs> tell. Don't tell Ijoma. Tell me. Me, I want to know because no, me, I want I to know. Happy. I Ijoma, was let happy. her let her live in bliss blissful ignorance. <laughs> I haven't I haven't actually made our traditional because I, I'm not I don't care for it, and so I kind of shunned that whole aspect of yam porridge or vegetable yam. But what I found interesting was they cook the yam they part cook the yam in the broth so mm-hmm. by the time the yam has boiled the flavor has actually gotten into the yam quite a bit that's how we cook yam porridge oh really yeah no because you know i don't eat it no you, you you put the raw yam inside so you make you have your sauce or whatever you add the broth you throw the yam inside and you cook it together no but that's what i mean like here the yam is kind of pre-cooked separately a little bit in the broth separately and then you make the stew separately, and then you put the stew into the yam and broth, and then it cooks some more. Yeah, so that seems you, like they're adding extra step. They just want to do no, their own extra, extra. Of, but if you think about it, it allows more of the broth to get into the center of the yam. I mean, yam is delicious by itself, but, but the broth probably, you know, it's like when you cook rice in water versus when you cook rice in broth. Yeah, but in the emperor's too, you do the same thing. You're cooking it in the broth. You eventually, but the no, pre-cook. right away you don't pre cook, you put the raw yam in the broth together with the stew, yeah, right? like all at the, the same time, yeah. But what I'm saying is, you cook the yam in the broth first, and then you put the stew, and then you continue. So, that first part of pre cooking has allowed more time for the broth to get into the yam. Okay, let's just let's go with the fact you like this one. Let's just like no, because I'm biased. You think I'm biased against the truth? I do think so. I think you're just biased. (laughs) But do they put crayfish in the Nigerian one? Some people do. I don't necessarily like it. Yeah, I wouldn't like it either. Yeah. Okay. Some people put dried fish. Mm -hmm. Obviously, I don't like that. I don't like that either. Um, People put different things. You can put whatever you want. It's like a blank canvas. Just put the base then palm oil so for example some people don't even use some people don't use palm oil um some people just use the stew some people if you're feeling really lazy just cook it in the broth first and then add your stew later and then let it cook again on top there's different ways to do it all roads take you to the same destination as far as studium is concerned nigeria zero burkina faso one booyah 
this is going to be uh, I'm going to let Ijama hang herself by herself on that. You know, I'm on the other side. You know, I'll be with wherever the crowd is and just let Ijama... people come to my defense. Yeah, I'm, I'm just going to... I'm just saying that Burkina Faso has a population of 20 million. Nigeria has a population of way more. <laughs> so if our people are supposed to attack you, I don't think you're coming out on top. So I'm going to be an objective taster here. But I, I, on the most serious note, it was, it was quite a nice dish. Um, it was using, again, using ingredients I was familiar with. I liked the touch of carrot. It added a little bit of sweetness. I allowed that. It allowed the... I, there's something I like about when you allow a stew to cook well with other elements like a carb, like a yam. It, it brings a certain roundness. The acidity is gone because you cooked out the stew. But then the nature of the yam kind of rounds the taste out. So it's it all like came together. The other good thing is like when you bite into it, I found that there were different depths to the flavor, which I really liked. I don't know if you encounter that with a dish when you try something and you eat, you first taste something and then you go into the dish and you continue to you taste like a different level of something. I mm. like that a lot about the dish. I, it does sound like it's, and you know what I really like is at least with this one, I think this is the only one I really seen where you can just like add habanero peppers. To your, to your as one of the ingredients so i was quite pleased quite oh. pleased indeed <laughs> i mean you can start to play with levels of spiciness another one that i found that you could make as spicy as you want i thought was um just going back a few weeks was shachuka mm. that was a pretty you can make that a fairly spicy dish as well okay and just a reminder to um here we don't necessarily want to teach you how to make the dish at least that's the vision mm-hmm. we just want to make you aware that it exists. We provide the links and we discuss experiences with it, mm-hmm. but we're by no means professional cook. I know I am by no means a professional cook. Um, again, it's just to broaden your horizon, not necessarily be a cooking show where we actually teach you how to cut onions and put it in water, you know? Exactly. And honestly, even if you are not a cook, I, f- I think... The, the, the aim of this is just to, again, tell you about what's out there, familiarize you with names. So let's say you traveled and you went somewhere and you saw the dish or you remember the dish and you can, do you have this available that I heard about? And for instance, I, we talked about yams and how yams are described in different parts of the world. That might be something new to some people. But speaking of the fact that what we're trying to do is link you up to where you can find recipes for the dish, I want to give a shout out to um, Afro tourism. That's the website that I got the recipe from that I used. Like Yemi said, we're going to be posting links to that um, wherever this, wherever we, we, we post this podcast episode on the blog and on Instagram. And if you have any feedback at all about the dish, if you're from Burkina Faso and you have more information about the dish, if you're not from Burkina Faso, but you're familiar with the dish, if you're not familiar with the dish, you're not from Burkina Faso, but you just feel like commenting about the dish, that's welcome too. <laughs> for sure okay that is it for this week so thank you again for listening to us stay safe stay kind and we will see you next episode bye i'm gonna be doing that every episode now i I think that's going to be like our thing bye
Thanks for listening, friends. As a reminder, the podcast will be hosted every two weeks. Also, don't forget to follow 234 Pantry on Instagram, where Ijema shares her amazing journey of food exploration. The Africa in My Kitchen project is hosted under the Tunuka Media umbrella. Tunuka is spelled T-U-N-U-K-A. Follow Tunuka Media on Instagram, YouTube, Facebook, and Twitter to connect with the both of us. As we grow our portfolio, we are excited to have you join us on this and other amazing projects that we have coming up. Trust me, you are going to love them. We welcome ideas for African meals, treats, and even cooking tips to feature here. So please share them with us and we'll be sure to give you a shout out.